0: The, it's the song stirring it's podcast
1: about music, art, film, Excellent, excellent,
0: excellent Excellent, excellence. Can't forget. It's
1: about community, therapy. therapy, film and TV. It's about to go down. I think you better get ready now. right now.
0: her her tours because oh my yes God, her music is such a vibe
1: like that's who we need to be talking about but that all comes from jada
0: yeah i think Nowadays. i think because i think people didn't know that they were that um uh, he didn't that he met jada through because he was actually supposed to when he met uh his wife he had went there to to meet jada i didn't know that yep. i think most of the stuff yep i think people i think the main thing with jada is like, uh, people don't know her personality. That's where the problem is. Jada Jada comes off like she's very stoic. People that are likable have that humorous side to them, like Will, to where they have a great personality. Jada's very, you know, even-kill. I think it's more of that, of a kill. If people knew more of Jada's personality, I think the likability factor of her, her stardom would be, like like with Gabriel, Gabriel Union, is split up. I know you, I think it was no somebody on the internet- talking about <laughs> it but she has a some people are, but now i think she was likable i think till she got with Dwayne wade and because he does so much eccentric shit that's toes the line of uh androgynous shit in terms of dressing people associate that with oh you got a gay husband and, and y'all got oh i've heard do that do one. This. and so the unlike well because I didn't notice this either. The homophobic stuff until somebody was like, oh, where's all the real men at?" Because he had on a Scottish skirt, and because he got—I mm-hmm. think it was something else. Uh, he painted his nails, and they were like, "Oh, I'm so tired of this." F-. And then with the whole thing with their with uh, Zia Wade, with everything that she's doing, they have an issue with that. I think because it started to slowly fade. Gabrielle Union was a likable person until I think she got married and did all that stuff. I think it's like a love-hate thing with her, but I think the likability is still there. I think with Jada, it's just that you don't have a personality like that. And I think the Red Table Talk was an uh, opening, but people just take that as a negative of, oh, you're a fake therapist. and wh-. But she actually has experts on to talk about stuff, but people don't see that. They're like, oh, she's fake deep it's a lot of that and so where her intentions are of trying to show more of her personality people are interpreted as because it's not fun and people don't like digging into their trauma people I think that's another reason why people don't like Jada because she digs she digs into the trauma and she she's like real deep like she's one of those people like when you she don't talk she'll ask you a deep ass question about your life like she that kind of personality and people don't like digging deep in themselves like that they want fun he, all day they don't want your likability is making me have
1: a time that's it It's funny you mentioned gabrielle union because that's a similar situation dwayne Wade was married to his um his, his like childhood sweetheart that he mm. lived with while he was homeless in chicago and he lived with his ex-wife and stuff and i guess i don't know what happened their, their wife has been on drugs or whatever whatever it is mm. but Gabriel kind of stepped in and kind of and then so you got the ex-wife trying to you know sue for child support and acting the fool in public and stuff and po- posing that's homeless on the streets and stuff and you got Gabrielle Union yeah you, you got your crowning prince but then your crown prince has a baby on the side
0: <laughs> yeah. so it's like and that's and, and so they were talking think, about that all last year the side baby and the yes I split splitting bills Cause they have their own individual bills all yeah. oh, the internet
1: was talking about that shit for like two weeks that whole splitting bills i'm like yeah you're gonna lose a little bit of popularity because i'm like it's some go- it's goofy shit. i'm sorry it's goofy yeah so i think with jada some of the stuff i think she means well it, but it comes yeah. off very insidious because like you said we don't really know her personality we know her personality through her content, and that's a dangerous game to get to know somebody through their content. Yeah, that's dangerous. I and
0: mean, That's the thing because she has a very diverse catalog where she gives you funny, and she gives you serious, and she, you know, because she came. From yeah, I kick with her. You know, I kick with Jenny. Yeah, Janet. but and then she has other pieces too where she did rom coms, and you know, she has a very yeah. diverse catalog. But again. You didn't really know her personality like that. It's all attached to Will. I think Will and Jay I think Will because he's such a big superstar. I kind of and then her superstardom kind of slowed down whenever she got married and had kids. Like I said, she didn't start. She didn't really start acting again until she got that doctor role where she was the lead. I think on TNT because I used to watch the show uh, every episode. It she didn't really get back into acting until she did that. So that was like. That's fucking ten years. Like like from yep. 97, 98 I think she I think Matrix uh uh the um what's the sequel, the matrix sequel, that was like the last big thing. That was like early two thousand. but she didn't really do anything yeah, after that. that. Yeah. And yeah. so and then it was focused on Jaden becoming a superstar and trying to get him, he's you know, him. in the film with yeah. Will. And so that started <laughs> to happen. And then she did a band, like you said, yep. with the punk rock stuff, and then she did the the show, but yeah, it's just, I don't, I, I'm not one of those people, I get it completely, I think because I'm in the industry, and I get totally their whole dynamic, and what they're talking about, I think if you don't come from that, like you said before, that world, then it sounds crazy, but it makes perfect sense to me, and I think because I don't hold monogamy as the end-all, be-all for everybody, like, of course, it can work for anybody, but it's not for everybody, let me say that. And whatever you contextualize, if you come from the Christian background to where this is it, if you don't live, the, I think that's where a lot of it comes from is you get married, that's it. And if you have anything else going on, then you got an asterisk by your marriage. That's how people treat marriage that you have purified, that you can't have no slip ups, you can't have no, none of y'all couldn't cheat on nobody before you got oh, married boy. or ain't a real man. that's how <laughs> they talk on the internet like it's a couple now that's really good they found out that they were cheating on each other oh it's split up now like oh this ain't my and you still have fans that love them but the ones that's like i don't like this couple because he treats her like this and you're looking at it it's like he's not treating her any kind of way but that's how people's perception is because they like projecting that kind of shit on they projecting Monogamy and perfectness on them, and they don't subscribe to having a Christian marriage, but that's what they're projecting. And it's like when you come from that, of course you don't understand the marriage because you want it to look a certain way. And every and it's like, oh, I'm tired of hearing about. It. Like, no, nah, dig into it because you so fucking worried about you so worried <laughs> about people's business. Dig into it and learn some more about them. That's you what know I what think.
1: When, when that slap <laughs> happened, I I told I told myself I'm like. I get why Will just did that. I get why he like mm-hmm. Chris Watt. The husband and me understood exactly why he did that. Mm-hmm. Because there's unwritten rules of marriage. And mm-hmm. when you talk about unwritten rule, or it's considered taboo to people that are outside of marriage. So mm-hmm. there was an unwritten rule that was broken. And here's the rule that a lot of people, if you can get past this rule, you're ready for marriage, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The one unwritten rule is, if your lays right, defend her if your lady's wrong defend her it's very hard to you easily she could be in the wrong but you still have to defend her your mother-in-law mm-hmm. the mother-in-law might be talking some crazy noise sir. still gotta defend her you gotta defend her all costs. so the husband me understood exactly what will smith did It's a stupid joke chris boxman saying this stuff but husband me was like i get it and uh, husband and me was also like Oh, this is going to cause a mess with like relationship podcasts and stuff because of the projection. All social media is, is projecting all yeah, all, all, Twitter it. is nowadays It's just nonstop projecting. You're projecting about things you see. You're just projecting about news items, Israel, Palestine. You're projecting free Palestine. You're projecting, you're projecting your views on everything. You're projecting your thoughts mm-hmm. on stuff. You're projecting your knowledge on things. All you do is projecting and in this and so the thing is it's hard for us to get to find out behind all that projection what the actual truth is because we're so drunk we're so conditioned to projecting it we're really hidden from like the real truth that's out there and i think that's why social media is a genetic it's, it's going to be the downfall of our society it's going to happen on social media you already seen it society unwinding uh, the right
0: audience now. the audience can't see my shirt but it says critical thinking is the other national deficit that's what that's yep. what my shirt says critical thinking <laughs> is the other national deficit you know why because people like the with the projection people lose all critical thinking skills because it's no longer when you project it's no longer about listening it's about what i perceive something to be because what i perceive yep. because people got so much trauma shit to where they probably wasn't heard as a kid or their parents didn't respect their opinion or they couldn't talk you know you know talk when adults were talking it's like no you shut up and stay out of grown folks business and now everybody grown Mm -hmm. now now everybody think they can talk now it's like no some of y'all need to go back and shut the hell up and be quiet and hush if you if you don't have a well what makes your opinion people understand people that have perspective and influence they don't have that they have it for a reason whether or not you see the value in them because they may do something that triggers you from oh I don't like them because they remind me of such and such that's perfectly fine but there's other characters and other people in life with different characteristics that actually like that personality type so I get the appeal of Gabrielle Union because she's very smart she's very articulate I can get in a way why some people perceive it a certain way because she says it she's very matter of fact black woman and she's kind of quirky she's kind of weird and people don't like quirky and weird because they put you in a oh you ain't a normal she's black eva
1: woman, she's you know? always eva yeah she's angry black woman yeah
0: you're always she's that eva. weird black person she's Always, yeah, she's always Eva. She's but ass. i have plenty of friends that talk and act like gabrielle union they have the same type of sense of humor so i get it exactly a man like drake he rubs me the wrong way like i've seen him <laughs> multiple times at the clubs drake and shows. conversation it's just something about him that I didn't want to go to a whole thing on that, but he just okay, gonna say, doesn't resonate because he, he sounds like a simp and he, you know, I don't resonate <laughs> with that music because it's like, I feel like you, you project your bullshit onto women. And I think he was <laughs> as a, a way to live out childhood trauma issues <laughs> with his parents, whatever that shit looks like. I just, it is people that live their trauma. I don't like, you know, I don't really respect their, their music.
1: so so it's funny you said so Drake is always a lightning rod of of a conversation for people and it's interesting with his last album it came out and it was panned it was critically panned by everybody I don't know too many people there's a few songs that I think people liked but overall the response was probably his the harshest response to a project and I'm 38. I'm a married father or two Drake is 37. I have nothing in common with Drake I cannot relate to his music at all. Is it good on good days? Yeah, he has some jams and stuff. But I, by the end of the day, what you, you mentioned, like he's a childhood living out his rap fantasies. He's a child living out his rap fantasies. He grew up as an actor in Degrassi. He's Canadian. The odds of him becoming this kind of person were sky high. Nobody had him being the biggest rapper, most popular rapper. Arguably of all time. You can make that case. Nobody had him being the, you know, having all these number one records and stuff. So when I see Drake, I see an actor, uh, the personation of a rapper, and he's just living out his childhood fantasies. He wants to be the trapper. Now he wants to be Jamaican. Now he wants to be a sports mm-hmm. dork. Now he wants to be a hurt boy. Now he wants to be a star boy. Mm-hmm. Now he wants to be emo boy. Like he's living out all these rap fantasies. And he raps like his like he raps like his life is a fantasy. It's part of your Lord mm-hmm. Drake that, that his life is a fantasy. He talks. He tells you things mm-hmm. that not to buy. He tells you the places not to stay. You can't stay at this. You can't wear this. Like he influences pop culture. He's a mm-hmm. caption genius. So you know, it's it, that conversation with Drake is always interesting. But with the, all that, I can't relate. I'm 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 a married father too. I can't relate to. Find chicks out and them only eat oxtail for 30 days i can't relate to that <laughs> and i don't want to i don't hang around people like that i don't, well i wouldn't want to you sound exhausting bro yeah he
0: just he just it's just it's, he seems like a exhausting type of person to be around i mean just yeah. in the club settings being around him he was like a loner he wasn't he don't have that party type of personality but he's the kind of person that gets off on other men loving him like he's that kind of guy in the club the world. validation he wants all the male validation and that's all his music is to me and i think that's trash cuz i i used to hate them guys in high school that only did shit like they didn't want to act like they were with somebody and ain't relate to me at all cuz i didn't give a shit about that but those kind of men that was like oh i don't got a girl she just we just talk like them kind of guys but i don't think he's ever grew out of that and i think he he wants love i can see Cause I think he toys with that idea in mean, his music, where he wants love, but he don't. I don't think he has the capability to beat all those qualifications. Cause now he's a superstar now, so him finding somebody dope, he would have to find somebody. But I think all the great girls aren't gonna put up with shit that that you know. Oh, I'm gonna call you once a week or whatever. I, I don't think he, he has the consistency to be in. I think it's like I said, it's all internal trauma shit. Like you gotta work on this if you want to aspire to that, you got to work on your shit before you, and I think the reason why people didn't receive the other album because it was very heavy, misogynistic, and it's like that For shit ain't working. Like yeah. that shit like that shit could work in 2010, 2009 where people didn't have no morals yep. on Twitter, and, and they didn't even give a shit about nothing, but we're in an era of where consciousness, where people, the generational Z's are pulling up shit from 1995, and you know, you do? Mm-hmm. why was you talking like this in 98? Like, they're bringing up all that shit, so it's like, you yep. have to be that artist where you're kind con- and I think that's what the problem with Cat. look, and we keep twisting and turning, uh-huh. with Cat Williams,
1: uh-huh.
0: with his last special, it kind of was like an echo chamber of past shit that he's done, and it wasn't refined with what's going on now, and I think because he's so, he want to talk on politics, and that was sort of his bread and butter, and just the other shit, it's just an outdated concept the shit that he was talking about and it's just like with Drake, you gotta you're, the shit you're talking about like that was cool like 12 years ago, but
1: people yeah. are on
0: that shit now, like they're not talking about that yeah. shit you kinda gotta get with the times and if you're not doing that, then people are like what Solange did with her album A Seat at the Table, that shit is fucking amazing cause she's hitting on D'Angelo's Black Messiah, he's hitting on, even though it's been 15 years, he's hitting on shit that people are talking about now with the social injustice and the shit. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it fit. It's like you have Black Girl Magic. Salon's talking about Black Girl Magic. Beyonce's talking about Black Girl Magic and Renaissance. She's talking about, you know, empowerment. You gotta be with the times. She's talking about LGBT support. Like, you have so many LGBT you know, uh, trans women that are are sexually assaulted and killed like she all that stuff is empowering for a whole community that feels not looked at or respected you have to tap into what's happening and i think that's one yeah. of the problems with uh, the internet is just like you said it's just a cost fuck of just people that project and it's just to me it's hard to even trying to find those people that fucking get it it's so hard just like with this podcast i don't want it <laughs> market it to everybody Cause I've, cause last year I did a, was it Taj from SWV? She invited me on her platform. Look. She did a reality show, uh, on, uh, Bravo. Bravo is just an echo chamber of shady people <laughs> that don't have nothing else <laughs> nice to say. They just shade yep. all the real housewives. All shady, day. Candy's a part of that. So you get a show where Candy's audience is majority of that her audience came on her platform just talking shit. And they started talking shit about me talking about, because I was talking about the difference. The only thing I wanted to talk about on the show was there's a difference between spot dates and touring. Escape was trying to act like they were bigger named than SWV. And I'm like, that's no way the (laughs) fucking truth. And and I'm like, you're not going to sell this lie. I know you're doing this on the reality show, but the people need to know that that shit is a complete lie. And I wasn't doing it to get brownie points But Taj. I'm a touring musician, so I'm like, this is what this is. They said I was a hater. They said I was gaslighting Taj. They said I was broke and that escape had more money than me. They said oh, I boy. They said I was using this show for clout. Mind you, if I was to do that, I would have put it through this platform and did the Yeah, do my platform. Right. I would have put it on my platform. I, I did it on Instagram for like an hour and had other music industry vets on talking about it didn't make no money from it at all and got the views from it because Todd's seen it but but my point was I'm going to say this because this is the truth people don't want to believe that because Candy's name is bigger in reality show but I'm like that doesn't translate to touring people don't give a shit, Real Housewives is not a number one hit record, that shit doesn't translate, yeah your notoriety may grow from it and you may get more tickets from it but that's not the main reason and what Candy is selling y'all is not the truth they don't sell more than SWV, and because I said that, now I'm being perceived as a hater, and so that's where so I was like, let, let me balance out. This is where we have the. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is where we have our R&B music discussion because I love talking to R B music with you because you're an r baby like me, and I had the, I had the honor of seeing Escape and SWV at the same festival, so I went to the Lover and Friends festival in 2022, in Vegas and it's a bunch of acts were there. So like Jodeci, Trey Songz, and everything like that. So SWV comes out killer, killer it. And all their notes, they had the live arrangements and everything. Like the, they have a live band, but they have live band arrangements. So it sounded great. And I'm like, oh right, this is really cool. Like they were singing, they were engaging with the crowd. They had a lot of people coming over to their festival stage. There were three different stages. And so about an hour later, Escape goes on. Escape is in all these like shimmery bras and shimmery outfits and stuff and they're doing like 90s choreography to like their music and stuff and it's like they have backup dancers with them and stuff and they're like trying to do steps and sing at the same time and they sound so winded and i'm just like what is going on i was like what is going on like man, I was, and then like they can't like a little bit but they can't sing like SWB can sing Coco can sing yeah, so like I was just yeah. yeah I was laughing I was like oh my gosh they have not that gro- escape has not grown at all this is why, like, yeah you can't end up discussion
0: because they haven't that's the thing you're talking to somebody that's been touring since the early 2000s the SWV got back together because once they did the BT Awards whenever Alicia Keys brought them out, that's when they officially got back together and started touring again. That was like 2005. Yep. They yep. immediately started doing big gigs because SWV is going to sell more because they're internationally known. Like, yeah. week all those records, they had two hit records on the charts at the same time in the top ten. Nobody's ever done yep. that in R&B groups. They have... Official yeah. pop hit records
1: classic
0: escape is known just for RB, just for R&B just for certain crowds That's just really marketed they to were... black people. That's about it SWB yeah. they were on pop and r charts when you're on pop and r which escape may have had a couple hit, But their whole first no, album no, no, have no. They have seven hit singles compared to escape and then also touring for almost 20 years that beats to escape doing one tour that's the point I made. That's another reason why they got mad because I made the yeah. point. I said, they're not be- They're not bigger on the tour market because they only had one tour with live nation urban. That's it. One tour. They're not, if that was the case and what candy said on the show, they only want to do shows where they're headliners. I was like, well, good fucking luck because there's no group in the nineties that y'all sold y'all have to go through invoke SWV. Even, I don't even think they also Brownstone. The Brownstone only had like one hit, al- I think <laughs> like two hit albums. It's like, you have to go through so many R&B groups, not even just women, but the, the male groups to, you, y'all haven't even outsold majority of the male groups to even put yourself in a conversation to be headliner. Yeah, y'all can open, y'all can open for these artists, but y'all not headlining anybody. The only reason why y'all headlined that one because it was Tamar. Monica and Keisha Cole on there. Anybody can fucking headline a gig with them on there. I ain't mean, no shade. I'm just saying. I went to the tour. <laughs> it was all right. I mean, it was mediocre at best. It wasn't something like, oh my God, that concert was just amazing. It was all right. And I left after I saw I mean, I think it was like four songs with Escape. I was like, well, shit, it's just mostly ballads. I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's time for, I was like, yeah. it's almost 12 o'clock. I mean, by the time I get home, it's going to be 12 o'clock. I'm ready to go home. So, I mean, and it was no disrespect. It's just, looking at it from the analysis of y'all don't sell more than swv uh music industry wise y'all damn sure aren't doing it tour ticket wise so why would you think y'all would headline over swv and mind you it's a co-headline situation and so y'all making it wait and from what taj told me they that both groups were offered a co-headline situation and it was like oh so y'all have just turned this into an ego battle and then it's like with with candy she was trying to say that she used the like i said it's a difference between spot date and touring and that's all i did and then the internet just it went viral on youtube i was like and my, right. it was like three other people that were on there talking to taj and she and when they started getting disrespectful she was like no don't say that about them if i was telling any lies about what the situation was Taj would have stopped me midway said I was lying or I wasn't telling the truth. Everything I said, just what I said verbatim, I told Taj. And she was like, yep, you're right. Because <laughs> when yeah. you're in it, if that's the thing. People think their opinion matters. That's the main problem with the internet, because people think their opinion matters more than what it is. If you exactly. don't do this shit for a living, there's no possible way you can know more than me. There's no way... If you don't tour for a living that somebody else, your perspective would. And that's where the problem was. And they called me arrogant because I said I was a touring musician. It's like, how do you be mad because that's my occupation? And it fits with, it'd be one thing if I'm just bringing up me being a musician and it wasn't referencing anything that was important. This whole show is around touring. So, of course, I'm going to give my opinion on it because I know the truth of it. If you don't do the shit, you're basing it off of what Candy says. And Candy's not experienced touring. And you're basing it off of her business. They skills did look outside yeah. of music. Yeah, she's good at business outside of music. She if, if she was that great at music business, then she would still be touring solo-wise. Has yeah, she, she toured as a solo artist? No. Yeah, she's a great songwriter, but yeah, you just get residuals in check or royalties. That's about it. You're not you're not a touring expert. So Taking what Candy says is face value, like this is the truth. You're stupid, and you don't know anything because she's yeah, not I good. Think, she's not touring expert.
1: Yeah, and I think can tell. Like we can tell when somebody tours, add that tours and how rigorous their tours by how their set is. We can tell right away mm-hmm. if you're in this for the real or if you're just in this as, like you said, for a spot date. And SWB gave tour i could tell them ladies had been rehearsing they knew all the parts they knew where to go they knew how to engage with the audience like it wasn't so corey there wasn't a lot of choreography to what they were doing they weren't doing a bunch of steps or anything they were just singing and that was enough for the crowd and escape was trying to it was just trying to overcompensate because they don't they're not singing. they can sing but they're not singers like that they're not cut from the same clock and a lot of their success comes as a result of Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine mm-hmm. Dupree signed them as a you know, response to SWV, honestly. Um, they want he wanted an Atlanta based group. He wanted a group that he can mold and stuff and he was trying to make another like a TLC. That was the answer mm-hmm. to the TLC was escape. That's what J D wanted. So a lot of their notoriety came through Jermaine Dupree. So yeah. they had maybe a hit or two, but if you're touring that ain't enough like the b-sides mm-hmm. and stuff like even SWB, they got some b-sides too that can that can sneak up on you the a records are amazing yeah. and it's trans trans-gener- city it's transgenerational so like you'll see if you go on TikTok right now you see like mm-hmm. filipino people singing week, you see asian people and yeah. korean people singing week. like that is the karaoke r&b ballad that is the one that's the one that everybody knows the one that if you play that at a bar or you play that in a church everybody knows the words to that song and they're going to sing along to it none of Escape's records have a power like that, they don't they don't have that kind of same impact
0: like I've said many a time Kanye West did did,
1: uh, what, Rain? Uh Kanye West did Rain Uh a live version in his gospel, it's fire so yeah, so anyways sorry
0: I'm you're 100 no, percent right. That's how powerful the record is because it cause it went great again. I see most people videos, they still use the rain, uh, the samples version, you know, as well as that, because mm-hmm. it became a hit again on the internet. But no, I was I was gonna throw in a, a petty joke. I said, you know, <laughs> I saw time SW SWV is internationally known yep. and Escape is international house of pancakes. That's that's pretty it's, much. The <laughs> it's Atlanta proper. It's Atlanta proper. It's Atlanta proper. That's, that's, a, Atlanta proper. that's a, pretty Atlanta much proper. sum them up. That's what that Atlanta is. Atlanta Metro. I, and I still haven't heard. I'm still waiting to hear them in the grocery store. I hear SWV. I didn't hear. They played them. What was it? Uh, what's that song? The Teddy Riley song I like with high five. They played that damn song. They play damn Tevin Campbell. Can we talk in the goddamn Girl. I still haven't heard an escape song in a grocery store yet. And they yeah. play 80s, yeah. 90s pop music. I ain't heard not one escape song in a store yet.
1: And who can't run to is a cover? Like, let's not get it. Twisted. It's not an original. Yeah. That's, that's a cover. And
0: I, and every time I hear that version, I'm like, man, I want to hear Jones' girls because I love that version more than yeah, like, Jones' girls. Yeah, I'd yep. be like, I want to hear, I want to hear Jones' girls every time.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's their biggest hit. So. The thing they is like when off you,
0: music.
1: yeah. But the thing I mean, is like, Escape, well, they fell off to... with the vocals. I, I it's crazy. I was um, this is like when I was at um, Sony. I was talking to a singer, uh, singer, old friend of mine, and she was like, "Man, you should get in a studio with Escape right now." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "They need help with harmonies." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" She's like, "Man, it's <laughs> like if you was there." They can do more than two harmonies. They're just doing one harmony and stuff. Like he's like the beats are good, but then you like somebody like you to show them harmonies and stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> True story. Shout <Job> to Joella. <laughs> yeah, because
0: uh, because the because they all sing, they sing on top of each other. Like to me, it's yeah. cluttered. Their harmonies are cluttered because it's Latoya and La- God bless Latasha. She had probably worst rollout that I've ever seen for an album in the history of, I don't know, a worse rollout. If, if, we, if it is, you got to go back to the 90s. Is this probably the worst rollout that I've ever seen for a song? I mean, it's the fact that you're on live on a TV show where there's evidence of you saying this, and you're trying to argue with fans and with your group members that this didn't happen or this wasn't said, and they have y'all on camera saying it. It's like, it's one of those things where, just be honest. Once you lose the honesty with audience, it's game over with. And then yep. the 30000 with your sister, oh, shit. That became a whole internet trend, and she can't live that down. They still asking her if she paid. She put out a Christmas album, and they was like, I hope it's putting the, <laughs> giving Tamika the 30000 That's all the comments. They, had mm-hmm. a, they put her... Lee. they put a whole Christmas song list together talking about all I want for Christmas is my 30000 Rudolph the red nose in his 30000 They put a, a whole track list. I was like, she's never gonna live this down. And then she's doing she doesn't do any escape gigs anymore. She's doing shows at churches. She's did a, a who can I run to as somebody as an A&B selection somebody's church. Oh no. I don't oh, I don't no. see, I, not even exaggerating. she was on like she's at church singing who can I run to now you give up a I don't understand the logic behind giving up an escape bag versus playing lounges no disrespect because I I I, one of my friends in DC played behind her and I ain't trying to shade the lounge players but giving up an escape or ring bag for this that yeah. ego is something else, man. I, that's that's yeah. another another pinpoint of I never like I said with the musicians, I don't want to be that artist that where I'm so far up my ass to where I can't that reality ain't there. Oh, I can't be that. that shit yeah, is crazy.
1: And I, and I think the, the most important part is that when you grow as a musician and the better you get your craft is recognizing when you have your ego and knowing when to use it. I think when no one to use it, it's like, I use it like a trump card. It has to be my absolute last resort because 99% of the time you can just be around me or you can be around me in the studio or, or I'm at church or I'm in a concert. You can be around me and know that oh wow, he's in complete control of this. He knows what he's talking about. So I'm not going to challenge him on his knowledge, his wisdom. I'm going to trust whatever he says. And when you have ego and stuff you start believing in your own press and when you start believing your own press your perception of what is success is so skewed cuz now you're making it more about yourself and i've seen too many musicians too many singers like it's like you ever been like looking in the mirror like you ever been like you ever seen yourself surprised when you look in the mirror does that ever happen mhm there's, some, there's something there so like like when you get a glimpse of yourself and it took me so I had a really so my very first music industry experience this happened to me where I didn't realize I had an ego until somebody sat me down and was like yo you, you're pressing man calm down and I was like nah man I need to get this done and whatever not like hey bro you're pressing and I had to sit and I was like I didn't realize that because of the way I've been operating, because I was in charge of this project and everything, Man. That was making people Ooh. around me uncomfortable. I was, did not realize it because I was so hyper focused on the goal and stuff. And oh, it took me a God. while to re, it took me a while to repair those relationships. And yeah, that's that's a really harsh lesson I had to learn. And I got replaced on the project Ooh. a week later. <laughs> so I was like, and the project never came out. Never came out. And I'm not I'm not saying that just as you know, ha ha. But it was just a. Man, I really squandered the opportunity because had I kept had my ego checked and really embraced what people were saying to me, I would have been more graceful about how I would went about things. And having being graceful about how you go about things will keep you in, at those gigs. They'll keep you coming back for more. They'll let, y'all met other MDs, know, they'll let the musicians know hey, you're welcome back anytime. Come through. You don't need to ask. Just come up. So that's the kind of spirit mm-hmm. I want to carry going forward with my music endeavors.
0: I was making them sound effects while you were talking because, man, <laughs> when I tell you, you tell him a partial of my life when I did radio, because you don't even, that's the thing with ego. Like, you try not to be that overt because you think because I think it's like with with people that drink a lot, they think, oh, I ain't that kind of alcoholic. So it ain't that bad because you, you drink every day or whatever and not even try, you know placate people like that that like drink a lot but it's sort of people's perception of drinking a lot like oh i ain't that bad so it's not bad but Mm -hmm. with ego i'm thinking you have to be this loud boisterous person it's like you know what i mean to where you turn people off from it but there's like a quiet ego like you said the where it sneaks up on you i feel like it's that sneaky ego thing to where like you said you're used to doing it and you operate in a certain way with my radio show. I was used to like getting yeses, like with sponsorship, advertisement. Nope. Nobody's telling me no. The producer of the show's not telling me no. I'm getting my way 100% of the time. Nobody's fighting me back. I have co hosts now. So it's like, oh, yeah, I can't do it on this time, or I can't do that, or I'm getting pushback from um, guests that I'm bringing on. And then it's like, and then I'm getting dismissive. My approach to it was, Oh, well, I just get somebody else to do it, whatever. And so I'm just being dismissive, and I'm not even realizing I'm operating that way until uh, we had Adina Howard on the show. And I'm so mm-hmm. used to, like, delegating shit. I'm like, man, my because I broke my hand at the time. And I'm just I'm like, man, my, my hand is on fire right now. I'm just going to delegate it because I'm used to getting my way. The producer's going to be okay if I just leave because once I ask the questions, I'm just going to leave after this interview. And I had it planned that way. So I'm just rushing through the... I'm not even thinking... I'm not, I'm thinking so much about leaving because I'm in pain. I'm not even focused on the interview with her because I just want to ask my question let my co-host take over so I can leave. She stops me... I think we were on like the fourth or fifth question. She was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. She's like, what I need you... She did it in the middle of the interview. Like, we was live on radio. She's like, what I need you to do is just... Take a break and calm down because I don't know you're rushing. And I was like, hmm. How the hell did she know I was rushing through there? My uh, head, because uh, I was rushing because the pain was intensifying, and I'm like going faster speaking because I'm trying to get this out so I can go. And when she said that, I was like, How the hell did she know I was that's what I was doing? Yeah. And then right there, yeah. it was like, It just made my ego go down, and it was like, Okay. And it's like those moments, and then it happened with my co-host. We had got into it, and I was like, because I was like, I want things done a certain way. And then it's like, well, maybe. And, and she was like, well, maybe you're coming off. And I was like, oh shit! And I'm thinking I'm good at communication, and then come to find out, I'm not good at it because my ego thinking, yeah. thinking that oh, you you're you have to fall in line with everybody else because everybody else falls in line when I say stuff. So. You're not following line because you're the problem. Clearly, because you're ungrateful. But it's a, and, like yeah. you said, it's a reality check like a mug, for real.
1: Yeah, and I think also, you know, when you get older, as you mature and stuff, there's always, always have like a, I don't want to be the last to know. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to be the last to know that I'm messed up in certain areas and I have shortcomings and stuff. I feel like at now, I, I'm aware of like most of my shortcomings and stuff and I can acknowledge mm-hmm. my shortcomings and stuff. So never a situation where somebody points something out. I'm like, oh yeah, come on. Like I did that last week. Okay. So what? Like, you know, right. I'm still here, you know what I'm saying and stuff. So the older I get, the more, I guess the more I've gotten to know myself, obviously. And just with this kind of new spiritual journey I've been on, um, I think I've really been able to kind of slow down and just like reprocess things I've said and reprocess the situations I've been in. And by reprocessing it, It helps me understand who I am that that way when, now when I go into these different projects, and that was the one one reason why I didn't come back to music for a minute, because I needed to really sit down with myself and really reprocess a lot of things that have gone on in my life that involve music, that involve life, family, and and everything that that comprises of. And I told myself, you know, I'm not gonna put myself back out there until I can fully process all the traumas, all the PTSD, Mm -hmm. That i had and from there hopefully do some healing and then after i heal then the music will take over and that's exactly what happened i started healing starting this time last year really started healing went to therapy and stuff and down some sris and stuff and really became a pothead as well so but <laughs> but um but, but with that though that gave me an opportunity to reprocess a lot of things and once i was able to reprocess a lot of things um I started putting the music together and the more I started to get to know myself and the
0: This thing keeps messing up. Okay, there it
1: goes. All right, where did I that leave off? That was my at? fault because
0: I hit the mouse. My bad. You okay, said you no, were going to therapy. You uh, re relearning <laughs> yourself. That's where you stopped off at.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was. I was saying that I spent these past this past year kind of reprocessing and relearning myself, and I think by going to therapy, you know, taking SSRIs, you know, smoking weed, just really slowing down everything that was going on in my world, and reprocessing a lot of those things, it helped me re, it helped me heal and find my life back. And it really put my music in a place where, okay, this is the real me. My soul was able to kind of cut out my music and stuff. And now I'm not doing it for anybody else but myself. And it's much more rewarding because as a producer, and you get relay as a musician, you're always kind of off to the side. You're supporting the act. You're supporting this person's vision. Mm-hmm. You're supporting this person's execution you're supporting this sound this program this like even doing radio you're supporting things but mm. i don't think we give ourselves time to pour into ourselves and i told myself going forward yo i gave everybody a lot of me i don't have much more to give to anybody but i'm gonna keep it all for myself and just kind of stay in my own creative ecosystem and then from there that's when i was able to kind of put together this music that's on Bandcamp right now because it's like this is my myself in my truest form where I'm in complete harmony with my soul. I'm at peace with who I am as a person and learning all these lessons that I've learned over the past year and beyond just just this whole I think since COVID, I think we've all had to relearn ourselves one way or another and kind of really mm-hmm. confront how terrible we were. <laughs> So, I think COVID did that for a lot of people. So, uh, I think I really took that time to just slow down and learn myself. And I'm very, I like the person I am now. I didn't like the person I was, four, five, six, seven. Especially during my Twitter heydays. I hate that person. I cringe now.
0: Oh, we all I cringe. I I was like, it was yeah. like a whole, it's like, it was just a different time. I think it was because it was just a thing where you always, you had to do stuff to stand out on Twitter, like the early yeah. days of so it was a lot of not-so-nice things to say because it was like bully culture, but it was fun being a bully. Yeah, it was fun.
1: <laughs> 2010,
0: 2010, it was fun at the time. It's not acceptable now, even though we need to bring that shit back because it's too many people with awful music takes. and I'm sick of them. I'm sick of all of them. Yeah. Like one didn't even know that the Queen Latifah sung, like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah. who are y'all people? These new batch of niggas. It's like, I need all y'all to go... Like, some of them said that DMX was underrated, and then it was one that said that, that Cass was underrated. It's like, who who are y'all? <laughs> who gave y'all the platform to say shit? And then, yeah. it, and then it goes viral, and these people act like their opinion is important, and so, and now some of them get paid to do it now, so they just be saying outlandish shit just to get likes, and because they get paid to do it now on Twitter, which, you know, which, yeah, which is it's to terrible. Me, yeah.
1: It's a t- it's terrible. Yeah, it's It's terrible. It's terrible.
0: Oh, man, we didn't talk for a minute. I got one more question <laughs> for you before I play this game with, you know, the, the game. Yeah, but, yeah, I the game. Uh, the one, in terms of, I know I think I kind of asked it with the live experience question. It's always a free flow with you. It's never, I don't really have a question. It's just always just vibing off of it. It's a very different interview. Most of my interviews is like, yeah, we stick with the questions. We didn't went by four five different directions. My last hey. one, so I can yeah. get you off here, is... Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you just explained it with uh, the imagine project, but with this and moving forward, what, do, you, do you have a game plan? I mean of course the live experience, but what, what's the thing you just want to settle in on this project? You just want to pack a focus on this? I know you're doing outside stuff with soundtracks and you're doing you know you're still are you still doing multiple things in that uh, moving forward or is it just this project at the moment?
1: Um, so, uh, it's really cool news. I got my first TV placement this past week, and it's for, uh, a nice. so called Big Trouble. I think I saw
0: it on Twitter. Nice, congrats, yes. man.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you. So, that was a song I wrote three years ago, so I was kind of surprised it was picked. Um, uh, but I think doing, I think from a large-scale standpoint, just, just write songs and do songs for my publisher, and see if we can get more opportunities like that, because when a yes. show chooses your song, that's a big deal, so I had to re-released yes. that single so it's out if you follow me on spotify amgn like it is in the title right here but i just put the song up it's called twin flame it's not very good lyrically but it sounds good and then my son played based on it as well but in terms of just yeah. everything else um i think i want to do more visual projects now um with the anime stuff mm-hmm. um it's really giving me another creative outlet and now um i'm at a place now where i spent maybe three years doing anime Now I'm getting back to the music, and I have all this creative energy, and I have a new way of creating content. So I want to incorporate more visual projects, maybe do some more short films with my music and stuff, and more concept-driven things. I'm working on a new music video right now for a song called Free. It's actually the single off of uh, my Imagine project, so track number three. It's, It's everybody's favorite. So I'm doing a music video with a dancer on that one Where she's transitioning from being a robot To being a human So I just want to do more visual things And I think once um, I get those visions out Then go back Then go to live experience where I'm, it's not just us in the band This band, it's also visuals Really cool, afro-futuristic Psychedelic type of elements And things like that So, you know, it, it can be done I have the, the, the people to do it with uh, it just matters just the resources and the time. Uh, I want to make sure I have the right kind of time to do it, and I have a lot of things going on oh, in my yeah, world sure. right now. So, so I want to make sure that that stuff that stuff is handled, and then when I go, I'm gonna go. And so, yeah, that's what I have um, in store. Hopefully, within the next two to three months, we'll see. Follow my intuition. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. <laughs>
0: that's that's what it that's what it's about. I think that placement. I think. The music that you're creating it is fit for tv placement and film placement depending on what it is it can it can fit that vibe of oh, of, oh, you know what's so great man it's another situation where i'm probably gonna edit this out because it's something i want to tell you i'm gonna wait till after we we wrap up and tell you what nice. we doing nice. i'm, I'm transitioning to doing tv and film as well i just actually did nice. we did last year at the top of the year i was doing film score i did two film scores uh, you know with the actor nice. and writer strike thing that kind of you know mind you we were working yeah, on it yeah. pre-COVID and it shut it shut down and then once we got back into it again that's when this actors and writers strike but it's cool cause it's supposed to be released I think either it's probably gonna be 2025 by the time it's released I haven't heard nothing else about it yet they haven't got us back into it yet but doing that stuff it, it got my love for it back cause it's so cool doing musical scores and it's like um, yeah Doing that and then doing soundtracks and it's like I'm getting to that point now where that's where music supervising. <laughs> I know going to be my retirement gig, but that's what I actually want to do now. And I work with music nice. supervisors. And listen, we're gonna We're gonna have a conversation after this podcast because hey, you know, this is this yeah. is this is right with this podcast. What I created this for with bridging the gap and connecting. And you just you just made me come up with something. Just, uh, real quick so I can <laughs> get you off here. No the game. I will play this game with you. I play with all the guests. You played it, you know, on my past radio show. Yep. What's wrong with you, game? <laughs> yeah. I've kind of updated it since since then. It's been some years. I've updated it since then just a little bit. I actually wanted to play yep. the updated version that I came up with, but my phone my other phone is dead and I don't have my aux cord hooked up to it so we can so I can play these songs. Cause I was gonna play another game with you, but I'm gonna have to invite you back on again on the podcast so we can play that the other version of what's wrong with you. But this one, what's First. wrong with you, you know, either or <coughs> not Excuse comparison, me. not artist comparison. I just want to know who you play more on your playlist. First one, okay. Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass. Marvin Gaye okay do i, get, do I expound or I
1: just whispers. do i just expound or i just say it
0: It's it, it you can however you feel it it don't matter
1: yeah it's it's not not close for me marvin gay sorry
0: okay oj's yeah. or the whispers neither <laughs> neither what
1: <laughs> um so part of my musical journey is i'm rediscovered i was i grew up very sheltered so i didn't I know, grow up in church or the whispers. I remember
0: you me it's last yeah you, so like if i had to, to choose David Baker or something like that you said
1: I, yeah so if i had to choose i would say the whispers
0: okay you talking right yeah. okay next one rick james or print
1: oh if you can see my vinyl wall right there, there's a Prince. I think it's the b size vinyl right there, and I have a Purple B-sized Rain. I have a, I have a,
0: there we go. And I have a
1: I have a purple. Hold on, I'm gonna show you my wall. real quick hold on. So this is how big of a Prince <laughs> fan I am. Like this is my he's house. He's showing me and to the listening
0: audience. He's showing he's showing me around his house. You can show the
1: podcast. Home. I have a Prince. We're gonna show wall.
0: this on the the promotional. Oh, he got Purple I Rain. Have, he got Prince.
1: So shout out to X Pain. That's the artist of that. Um, but yes, there we go. So, yeah, so I I love Rick James. I think Rick James has the funniest autobiography of all time. Yes, but I was just me, talking about. I talk about that yeah. all the time
0: on this podcast. That book. Yes. Oh my god, so if good. you have not
1: read Rick James autobiography, get the audio book if you can. That's
0: it's a damn biopic hilarious. right there. When they ever create that shit, oh my god. Oh, I cannot just, wait. Can't when he get to the eighties, the seventies. This motherfucker sold coke to George Clinton and and, uh, what's his name from Aerosmith. That shit blew my mind. Steven Tyler, goddamn.
1: When he He went to Graceland, that's crazy. When he went to to Graceland high off coke, talking about, I'm the new king of (laughs) of rock and roll in front of Elvis's. (laughs) Like, it's great. But for me, it's Prince. For me, it's Prince because you saw why. I don't have to explain.
0: Oh, for sure. Listen, those were all yeah. your questions. Either one you would have got right, but you get bonus because you said The Whispers. There you That's go. That's my damn You get bonus if you would have said Teddy Pendergrass or The Whispers. I'm kind of leaning more towards Marvin now. Teddy's cool though, cuz Teddy got the hits though. Teddy got uh, It was only like a couple What's albums of Marvin Gaye's. Mar- well, I think yeah. come live with me, Angel. I think that album, I think that album and uh what's wrong though uh why well, i say what's wrong what's wrong with <laughs> what, What's what's going going on? Yeah. it's like it's like going through some of it it's like you know hit or miss some of the singles but with teddy's he has a lot of diverse it's more diverse to me his catalog is more diverse than his that's why i lean towards it but teddy you would have got bonus with him uh whispers you get bonus and then if you would have picked Rick james Rick james is just to me i mean prince i love them both equally but rick james is just yeah, the underdog yeah and that so i always root for the underdog that's more what that question is i mean that that pick is more leaning towards is the underdog
1: appeal. i would say marvin is marvin's more for musicians and Teddy's more mm-hmm. for singers and yeah. i think you can make the case with all the other three that's great think-
0: analysis yeah, oh, I think
1: about Rick James too. I think Rick James is more known known as a singer, as opposed to being one of the best bass drum players of all time, like the mm-hmm. Funk Master. Like, but I think Rick yeah. James is just known for being a, a entertaining singer and Prince's a musician thing. first. Yeah, he, Prince is a musician first. You don't know nothing about Prince's personality, other than stories mm-hmm. other people tell you. Um, and yeah. other than that, his his life is all music. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, yeah, I go for. Somewhere yeah, my you
0: bon- no you good oh me too listen you know i'm a prince head i'm about to get a prince tattoo i'm about to get the prince love symbol I'm somewhere on there i keep chickening out because i ain't ever got a tattoo before but me either. when i get one i'm getting the prince <laughs> when- love symbol when right. i get one i'll probably be 40 by the time i get it but uh <laughs> <laughs> me too i'm about to get the love symbol but we're at the part of the game now where uh this is where the title of the game comes in where you gotta get all these right or you get a what's wrong with you roller coaster ride we're at the part now where we up and you got to get these right or you'll get a what's wrong with you okay the first one okay aretha aretha or you already know this one i, I think i already no. know which one you pick aretha franklin or no 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 before that michael jackson specific off the wall of thrill. off the wall there we go next one aretha franklin or parry bill
1: we've done this before yep it's
0: Aretha there we so. go okay so <laughs> you didn't pick what I picked I make up the rules as I go as you know uh, one of the rules that <laughs> I made up is you got you know what I'm gonna make this super hard for you cause uh, you're an Aretha head I'm gonna make this super hard you got 50 seconds to name me 5 Aretha songs I'm gonna start the time there we go go ahead The start, uh, timer started go ahead
1: a little prayer for you uh daydreaming respect bridge over trouble water young gifted in black
0: there we go i should have made it 10 but you it. <laughs> listen you ain't gonna get a what's wrong with you on that i ain't gonna give you a what's wrong with you because you named five that's the rules of the game but you are gonna get i'm gonna believe you though i feel like you're a real wreath ahead i believe you though i was gonna knock off negative of 15 points but I might give you plus ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you plus ten points. Q, you
1: is not. It's not. It's not close. I hate it. I hate, the, I hate it. it's not to, close. It's not it close. You
0: know, and I had to admit to on it's this not. podcast. I've had no to Patty. admit on episodes that I actually listened to. Well, yeah, because her catalog is longer than Patty's solo albums besides the low
1: fifteen you, fifteen. She playing It's based
0: off of the playlist, and I just All highly right. doubt most of y'all have her on, y'all. Even with all the long catalog. Because I don't feel people... It's just like with Prince. I don't be believing people when they say they real fan... Not you. I'm talking about just in general. Because most of the generals, they go with the pop hits like Prince, Purple Rain. All the... you know When Doves Cry, they don't really get it. This man got 39 albums and they just revere the 80s albums. It's like this man had his classic shit to me is the 2000s shit. Like that's his best work to me is those. But the B sides the want records. You wanna, yeah.
1: If you wanna get the prints, the B side his B sides are better yeah. than like 90% of everybody's A sides. what get the B sides, you'll get the real Prince. Don't yes. start a proper ring. With
0: Aretha, I feel like I said that about Prince's eighties, but I feel like Aretha's eighties joints. With the heirs, yeah. all her Aretha joints with Luther and Marcus Miller, oh yeah. my god! Mm-hmm. I did a cover. I'm about to do a cover and, and post it on Instagram soon. But that whole Jump to It album and the one after that, classics. But people overlook mm-hmm. those joints and just go with the respect. Even though I, you just named them because they were, um, it's a fast round. But they don't yeah, go yeah, into the yeah. deep cuts. They don't. Yeah. They don't go into the the real Aretha hits. They just say the respect, all that shit. And that's like, mm-hmm. but with Patty. Which is the cover. Like I, yeah. But with Aretha, I think I have, I have more Aretha on my playlist because I actually listen to her albums. And so I have I more of those, but with playlists, I listen to the whole albums Aretha. Let me say that. I don't really put her on playlists because if I hear yeah, her so yeah, loud, hear either. the whole album. With Patty, yeah, I either. don't really, it's probably one album of hers where I listened to it all the way and it was her. Oh, shit. I think it was the first album she did after she got with LaBelle. I forgot the name of it, but that's the only one I listened to all the way. But Patty's, I just listened to her single. Like you said, the hits, Those about it, but, but yeah, I got maybe you. got her on maybe one or two playlists, but I don't, I gotta yeah. listen to her whole album. But this for the, the sake of, I try not to be petty on this game, but I'm always petty, so I'm trying to loosen <laughs> it up, but you got it right, plus yeah. 10 points, because you named five. The next one, I had to switch the I had to switch out the Brian McKnight one because he was getting too hot out here in these streets, and my guess was <laughs> my guess was making too many jokes about it. So I was like, "Let me switch this up." Okay, babyface or Raphael Sadiq? Ooh,
1: oh, that's a haymaker. <laughs> criteria for me picking? Just who I prefer?
0: Solo. Just both solo work. I was going to put uh, their, oh, their group Sadiq, Sadiq. their catalog. Yeah. Solo work. Sadiq. yeah he,
1: yes! That's what yeah, I'm talking Sadiq. about, Lee!
0: That's Sadiq what I'm talking
1: is, about. So, so the difference between face and Sadiq is Sadiq can be in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. He can be in any decade and he would kill it. Yes. Face is a benefactor of making amazing pop R&B music uh-huh. and ballads and standards and stuff in the eighties and nineties. But solo, yes. he's never been he, he's never been able to transcend as a solo artist. Sadiq transcended. Right. Instant Vintage. I put that up against any any soul R&B album. Instant Vintage in two thousand four, where you know he had songs with D'Angelo and stuff like. Yeah, that to me put Sadiq, and then, like, uh, his other stuff, you know, the Jimmy Wright stuff he's done, and the, it's, it's Sadiq. He has been able to reinvent himself as a solo artist, whereas Babyface has never been able to really out outshadow the hits that he wrote for other people.
0: Right. Jimmy in my that opinion. Jimmy Lee album. Oh, my fucking God. That Jimmy Lee
1: Yeah, Lee Jimmy album. Lee. Yeah. Woo! Yes, It's fire. Shit. If you haven't heard it, guys, if you it's like, so like, fire. 60s, doo-wop, soul like real r&b like real army not not these in blues like real r&b in the 60s <laughs> it's
0: like if you Highly transported dilla to the 60s that's what exactly exactly it's, it's incredible. like dilla was just a drum or just a producer in this like it would be a Dilla production type style of r&b yep. it's just it's just great but that that's the thing i, I picked baby i picked babyface with the brian mcknight one just because I felt like it was a, I felt like it at the time it was a good, but I updated it because I'm like, well, I need to find somebody on his level. And I think, yeah, I feel, that's a good one. Teddy Riley, but Teddy Riley wasn't a solo artist. He did, no. you know, you right. know, I think for, if you go in like hit for hit in terms of battling like catalog, of course. See, that's why I
1: was should. like, I don't know. I want to have that versus, conversation. That made
0: sense. Yeah. The verses, it yeah. made sense for that to happen because you're going hit for hit this when yeah. you're talking about like actual artistry and their solo work that's why i put it in there because i felt like they were the same level you know and all that stuff but i have to go and listen to babyface's whole catalog though because i've stopped Tender lover and i feel like his nineties joints. I haven't really listened to it. Of course I heard the deal record but with his solo records. I haven't really heard his entire albums all the way through in a long time. So I have to go revisit that. And that may change my yeah. opinion, but I'm stronghold. Like you said, with Raphael Sadiq, cause this motherfucker yeah. transports me to different eras every damn album. And people just now rediscovering Lucy Pearl. They got, uh, it's trending on TikTok. Uh, on the West Coast, uh, I've got the joint, the Lucy Pearl joint. I'm like this one, dance re- Yeah, cause they did. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Um, it sounds like a a Cali. It got a lot of Cali mm. funk in it. I forgot the name of it.
1: We from but Oakland. It's
0: trending. Yeah. But yeah, with he sadiq like Cali people don't
1: know about too, sadiq yeah. Well, people don't know about sadiq He paid. He plays the bass on D'Angelo's first album, Brown Sugar. That's mm-hmm. him playing the bass on Lady. And play bass yeah. on Cranes in the Sky. <laughs> That's the mm-hmm. on bass. Yes. That I, that baseline Absolutely. is iconic. That baseline makes yeah. the song for me.
0: And, he, and, and, and get, he's executive yeah. producer on it. He's enhancing what she's already, yeah. like from what she said, she already had it created with this. and He just came in and amplified it and made it like a thousand times better with what he added with, like you said, with the bass. And he's playing bass on Tribe Called Quest uh, Midnight Marauders. He's playing the bass bars, yep. on there too. Yeah, yeah, it's like he he's that kind of artist, which I love the Prince-esque artist, where they'll just play fucking bass on the record just cuz, and you don't even know yeah. it. Because they yeah. just love the music. Those are it's the kind I love. Yeah. That, you know, that's why I love Babyface mm-hmm. too, because he'll just lend his background vocals on somebody's like people don't know that he was on Anthony Hamilton's Pray For Me. He's just doing background vocals on it. He's not adding yeah. anything else to it, but just background. It's like that's so dope. He played
1: guitar on "Clapton's Changed the World." He played on uh, mm-hmm. bass with uh, Clapton. He wrote that song with him. Yeah. So yeah, sure Babyface. Did. Yeah, if I need if I need somebody to develop an R&B singer, it's Babyface. If I need somebody to like create something abstract and like say amplify a record that's already great, sadique
0: Yes. So that's what I. They're love. both great. I, yeah. Just both great, but yeah, I lean mm-hmm. more towards the solo work with Raphael though, but. You Ain't nothing yep. wrong with you on that. The next one uh, we already talked about <laughs> I think I already know what you're going to pick. SWV or I was going to put Escape in this but I put In Vogue. SWV or In Vogue?
1: SWV. Okay. I just think yeah, they just they have the fortune of having really good music with very good musical foundations. So like rain is a sample from jacob Astorius is a song for tracy from jacob Astorius is a bass player from the weather report who's mm-hmm. a lot of people's goats he died very young mm-hmm. but if you listen to thundercat thundercat is basically jacob Astorius reincarnated so uh, mm-hmm. the fact that that producer was able to pull from that and create rain and now rain is now a gospel mm-hmm. song now like once your song becomes gospel mm-hmm like you've made it like it's hard even if you're never, never going to get out of my mind because i could be in church or i could be at the club like I say it's one of the songs you hear anywhere and you're going to sing along to it and you better not mess it up you cannot mess that song so, oh up. so it's
0: so many it's so <laughs> many i just wish altos would quit singing that song <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we rain. Uh, I'm thinking about week Week, that's the one with the high notes in it. That's what I was thinking about instead of rain. Yeah. But but yeah, uh, Brian A. Morgan. Shout out to Brian. I got to get him on this podcast. I keep I keep trying to get him on. It's hard to get in contact with him, but he says an interpolation of it, and which is dope to me. But yeah, it. Uh, I think he still had to give credit to it because it was a. I think he said he forgot that he. Had, that's where he got the inspiration from. I think he said Layla Hathaway had to tell him that's where yeah. that song was from, was from, uh, him. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. cause it's a real musician. Listen, I got to bring you back when we talk about, we got to get producers that know how to play instruments. We got to get that back into the entry. <laughs> We're going to have a I whole got conversation to talk about industry shit. The next one, uh, shit, I forgot the list. Oh, boys the Men or, uh, Yodeci.
1: Yes.
0: Um, and
1: boys and men, they're better, but that's not why I like them. they' boys and men is the better group. They're the better they at the better catalog. They have the better singers, but there's something raw and raunchy about. So when I went to Lovers and Friends uh, a couple years ago, there was a lot of artists. It was like Neo, Nelly, and Shanti J ja Rule, and everything. What? like it was like like twenty artists. Amory, Escape, Drew Hill. Mm-hmm. So it was a grip. It was a big stuff. T Pain. So like. When Josie came, people were leaving the other stages. Like, I think Nelly was on. And people were, like, leaving in blocks to go see Josie. And Josie killed the night. Killed it. They sounded great. They had a keyboard player. But the keyboard player had, like, a live arrangement that he was playing behind. And it was fire. I still have video probably, from it. Probably my dog,
0: He Will. He Will is there. Yeah, MD. He probably, he bald he probably was there. Yeah, yeah that's him. he yeah. will. He's been yeah, on the podcast. That's the homie. Yeah, shout yeah. out to you. Yeah,
1: so he was destroying. And I was like, okay, you know, there are like 25 acts that I've seen. Josie shut it down. They shut it down to the point where I wanted to leave after. I didn't want to see anybody else. And not to say boy and can't do that, but there was a certain magic Josie has where mm-hmm. those sounds, even if you didn't grow up with it, you're like, Okay, this sounds fresh, it sounds new, and I, that's why I, I gotta give it to Joseph. Boys of is better, they better technically, they have better ballads, they have better record. they have better records, arguably. But sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes you just want something that's bad for you, you just want a barbecue yeah. rib. one like Josie's like a barbecue rib, and you know, I said- Boys of is like pot roast. <laughs> like pot roast is cool, but I ain't trying to have it all the time. It's cool. Give me some ribs. Listen. Joyce uh, ribs.
0: <laughs> I say I'll eat pork so I can't uh or beef so I can't I can't get what they reference. I say all the time uh boys the men is like if you lean more on the suburban side in the suburban neighborhoods, then you lean more towards boys Men, because they were like pop R and B and the safe the safe group to listen to if you grew up in like a Christian household. Kinda safe because yeah. they had the the love making songs, but it wasn't so Overtly sexual, Jodice is for the yeah. ease and it's for the the part of the nasty crew. You was ratchet, you got you probably skipped school when you
1: uh-huh. was in high school. You, yeah, yeah, well, yeah jo- I mean, Yeah. you were skipping, you want, yeah, school with
0: you were you don't with boys, the the man, man, but the you always went back, huh? Yeah, you
1: want to kick it with Joe? you want to kick it with Josie, you don't want to kick it with boys, the men, right? Who would you rather party I'm
0: with, sure to- right? Oh, man. Points off. It's probably all kind of crazy ah, parts going on with so in slipping the back away of from me.
1: Sorry. Sorry.
0: Yo, that's so crazy. That I use that I use that meme all the time.
1: It's Love so
0: it. crazy. see, I'm so glad they got they, they life back together, back on the road. They were amazing they sounded last year, great. Though, by the way. Summer yeah. block party tour, went to it last year with them, SWB Drew Hill. Oh
1: Incredible. man. Yeah. They had they was those would be the three that we those are the three I would want to see if I had to pick like three groups from the 90s. Those would be the three groups.
0: That bitch was packed, too. It was, that, Yeah, it was, I, it was, I think it was sold out, too. It was sold out, I think. Yeah, it was crazy. Damn. It was a great tour. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You can't be, and C were the headliners, so I mean, I think them and SWV were the co-headline, and then Drew Hill opened. I think, yeah, SWV and uh, Jodeci were the co-headline because Drew Hill didn't have a band. They just had, they just played, they had live track they had the track plan, it was a live track, but it wasn't they didn't have a band. But Drew mm. uh E-Will works for SWV and Josie. So he uh, oh, he had a set of heaven. musicians. Yeah, he had a set of, he had a set of musicians for SWV and then he had I think he just switched out cause his brother plays bass. Okay. Shout outs to Mike uh, Curtis. His brother plays bass, he's phenomenal, he's crazy. If you see him live, if you ever see Joe live look at motherfucking mike will he go i mean uh michael curtis that motherfucker is a beast on that bass and he crazy but yeah nice. <laughs> I us get him on the podcast nice. to get them back on there but uh i think we're in a bonus round now bonus round this is specific with album so debut album versus sophomore album who you going with with miss faith evans or miss mary-, mary j blige
1: Mary, Mary,
0: so you going on both albums, Mary.
1: That's so, I so Freshman album between the two, you know, mm-hmm. so for freshman album, I go Faith. Uh, off sophomore. Album, I go Mary.
0: Yes, that's yeah. how it's supposed to go. I want yeah. faith debut and then Mary sophomore. That's a, yes. Lee have me scared, even though it's a bonus and I don't care. You don't get no point you get bonus points you get a bonus 100 right there because that's what this is the second you're the second guest of the year we in january right. 2024 black bomber year got two guests that said this bonus quest right off jump listen right <laughs> you just went in my top five favorite interview this year lee thank you, you right thank now. you fun you too, too so right.
1: hopefully that stayed good. So, it's only been two, so I hope I stay in the top five.
0: <laughs> right, you gotta stay up there. Listen, I'm gonna get you back on another episode, so you got another one to be top favorite in. If this ain't fine, bullshitting around with this one, we stick. Right. <laughs> but uh, I'm available. Next one. Shit. <laughs> next one is is just the artist Joe Joe or Yvonne?
1: Ooh, so uh, I just posted them on my on, on Instagram. I did like a Rhodes cover of all the things your men won't do. Um, I met Avant. I uh, had an artist open for Avant. Uh, I was working with open for Avant. Super nice guy. Um, but Joe's better. Joe is Joe is, mm-hmm. in the best. He should be in the best R and B vocalist of all time in discussions. That's how good Joe oh, is.
0: Oh, for sure, absolutely. He's
1: the piece, the best no among question. the best. Mm-hmm. Like when you talk about a pure R and B singer. He can do the falsettos. Mm-hmm. He can do the vibrato. He can—he has range. His mm-hmm. cover of Adele's Hello is incredible. Because mm-hmm. he's doing that all chest voice as a man mm-hmm. in A flat. That is not a, mm-hmm. that's a hard song that's a, to sing for Adele that, to sing. Yeah,
0: that's a song. Yeah, exactly. And he
1: can he can go note for note with anybody. So I would say Joe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even though yes. I don't stand for that all the man. I don't stand for a side do music, but vocalist he's in the, he's that's the, in the vocalist Mac- he's among Those the best yeah very much Mac- i can with that but yeah in terms of that's r&b 1090s, vocalist, that's what the they was
0: on back in the day in the 80s and 90s yeah. they were just all about look and he was a, a poster child for that for yeah. what kind of man he started off the track just foul like what type of man treat his woman so cold he already mm-hmm. starting this song off trying to on some bullshit to get her to leave him. yeah
1: right well, right i love joe bullshit. love
0: Joe's classic listen Same. classic Same. side side music Same. classic dirty M- love M- joe. But, joe but uh oh i was gonna throw, i'm gonna throw this one in here just for jokes i had put uh, i put uh, a shanti and tweet in there but they i feel like it was unfair uh the guest yeah. was uh, yeah. they got they got shit to lose so i'm trying to quit setting people up to, for this one for the <laughs> and tweet one because it was too oh. easy of a choice. So. Okay, wait, I'm gonna, wait, wait, wait. I, I was gonna take Ashanti out of this one, but I, just for you because you're on because the audience doesn't know your foolish background like I do. But Alicia Keys or Ashanti? Oh Oh, oh, <laughs> oh
1: that hurt. Oh,
0: oh no! Listen, listen. The audience don't know, don't know your your level of disdain. Oh so that's why <laughs> they don't know right. your level of disdain that's why i threw this one in there
1: all right let me kind of pre- 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 preface this all right so just <laughs> <laughs> like alicia keys i i like geez, as a person i'm pretty sure as a person i want to kick with her and everything <laughs> i think uh it's the alto is that it? wants to be a soprano. You, you got me. You're going to get me going. I'm trying to trying wrap this up. Um,
0: <laughs> it's really the part of a choice?
1: It's hard. This is hard. We talk know. about
0: the the playlist. So you ain't got no Alicia oh, okay. tunes playlist,
1: on your playlist. It's Alicia. Yeah, it, it, the playlist is Alicia.
0: Yeah, that's what it's based off of. It ain't all about right, likeability.
1: Right. I, I might the likeability myself. The factor. But... No, I don't. Just it's, it's her. Uh, it's you the can't key be notes listen, on your own
0: songs. You can't miss
1: notes on your own songs. You can't miss your own notes on your own songs. You can't.
0: He said the, the the keys in A minor. It went from A. It went from A minor to A flat. Is what Lee is saying.
1: <laughs> it went from A minor to the, G G flat minor. Three semitones down. It went from G Wait major now. to she's G. She's like, like, I am
0: a she's like I'm an alto, but I'm a single soprano nose. That's what's gonna happen. Right. Oh. But that's the it's thing. Only- when you go from you can, it's ways you can get up there. See, that's the thing, she didn't embrace the falsetto. If she had a falsetto, yeah. that would actually work for her doing, but she yeah. ain't got no falsetto. Cause At all. me, I'm a an alto, and so if for me to go high, like if I wanna sing like faith evans i have to go full falsetto and even with anita baker even with her alto range she still does that contralto where you can go into a falsetto i have to go into a yeah. falsetto to hit the notes i can't sing a yeah. full voice i can't i'm not a full if i unless it's, we sing in choir songs i can't go a full soprano voice and that's yeah. just part like i can a whole, that whole song in a high in a high pitch
1: yeah it's just the songs that she she's a good songwriter Alicia's a good songwriter. Oh, for sure. I'll give her yeah. that, um, you but just want her I just—it's kind of like it's like her and Donald Glover. I'm like, oh, where's somebody else sung your songs? And I don't mean—I <laughs> want to be mean. It's just for why I prefer like uh, like CeeLo <laughs> singing Donald, Donald Glover songs would be so much more better. And Jasmine Sullivan singing—imagine jo- Jasmine Sullivan singing Alicia Keys songs. Holy oh, shit! Oh, she
0: probably has. It's probably amazing. I'm and saying red bone. Cielo's version of "Rip" oh and is destroyed incredible. it. Oh, Destroy it was it. so good. Yes. Yeah. Everything. So,
1: that's my thing with Alicia Keys. I don't dislike her for the record. I don't like. I just wish somebody else sung her song. That's all.
0: <laughs> singing the songs. So <laughs> He's somebody else. Jasmine.
1: Her. Yeah. Yeah. Coco Jones. Somebody. Summer Walker. Somebody.
0: Somebody. Oh my God! Yeah. It was a country group. They did a TV show. I don't ask me the name of because I don't know. Little Big Town they did a cover they were on a uh a, uh a, a, it wasn't a competition show it was just like one of those fun like you know how um LL J did the the karaoke show like it was like uh-huh. one of those kind of shows where they would get big celebrities Alley. to sing other people's songs and they had big little big town sing fucking Alicia Keys falling oh yeah. my god it's so fucking good it may be still on YouTube I don't know I gotta look it up if it's okay, there, I'll add, I'll add in it in the up. audio on the podcast. But man, Little Big <laughs> That shit is so fire. And they can fucking sing. That's a singing yeah. ass country group right there. Top five. You gotta, be, you gotta,
1: you gotta sing if you're in country. You got. You gotta be. And able they're to in sing harmony.
0: They're in. They're in yeah. harmony doing it the whole time. It's fucking mm-hmm. amazing. But uh, I think I got my last one for you. Is Earth Wind and Fire or Ohio Players?
1: Earth Wind and Fire.
0: Okay. Either way, like I said, it's a bonus. It doesn't matter. I kind of lean towards Ohio players because they're the underdog. I always try to go for the underdog. Uh-huh, yeah, but I, I think Earth, Wind well, Fire, their catalog. Listen, I'm their scared. To be... Against theirs is just fucking insane. So,
1: like, I got, I got, I took an edible once and I got really high. And this one time I got very high. And I'm scared to dig into Earth, Wind, and Fire's music. I feel like. My brain cannot comprehend their process at all. Like, I'm scared. they are a group that scares me. Like, there's certain artists and certain groups I'm scared to dig into. Because I'll go down and I won't come back up. And Earth, Wind & Fire That's is one what of those groups. Lee, it, they scare, They here, scare me.
0: Yes. I said on a podcast episode, I think it was last year. I went through their entire catalog in one day. I mean, I didn't eat, drink. Yeah. I literally, I didn't sleep that whole day. I literally focused on that whole discography of Earth, Wind & Fire. You ain't gonna come, I didn't come up for air from it. It was like reading a book, a a fire-ass book that you didn't want to put down. That's exactly what Earth, Wind & Fire's discography is. Even the yeah, early two thousands I... with with Raphael Sadiq? what? Oh yeah. My
1: god. yeah. I went through yeah, the whole
0: catalog. I... You ain't gonna put it down.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I might—I want to say that for like my sixties, my sixties and seventies. I want to save Wind and Fire for that because I want to be in the age where far away. I no, so, so I can like... like have that in my brain as an older person and be like, okay, I'm—I can live life and I can die now. Like that's that's one of those groups. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say that god. one for the end.
0: Listen, we are at the end of the. What's wrong with you? Game determined. There is nothing wrong. With brother man, imagine. aka Lee, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong yeah. with you. you won game. Getting it through there. You won constellation prize. Uh, I always try to do something special for the guests, and so I give a constellation prize for great guests. I feel like they deserve great prizes. And so I'll be sure we have upped the budget on this show, and so uh, hey. I'll absolutely cash up you the eighty-two cents, so you can get you two items at any local convenience store. Get you a a, a Reese's <laughs> and some Ruffles, or some fruit roll and up. a Powerade, or a fruit roll up and some <laughs> a fruit roll up and a Snapple, whatever a, a hot, <laughs> whatever a hot, your choice one hot is. Cheeto. Nothing, nothing but the best for y'all. I just try to do something special appreciate for y'all.
1: <laughs> you know, much appreciate it. I'll take, the, I'll Always. take the 82 cents because in these industry doesn't pay anything.
0: Six dollars ninety two That's what you get. You get two items at the at this convenience C store. You get two there you items. Go. Okay, <laughs> that's the box. Bu- I, I got you. I, I
1: appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: Miss <laughs> man, thank you so much for coming. I'm just playing around it's like no thank thank you for having me no you good I was just saying that uh that's my running joke I said I was gonna quit saying that for the new year because the guests begin like oh my god you gonna give me something it's like what kind of budget somebody thought I was gonna give them $500 I was like lady what kind of budget do you think I got on this show
1: yeah that you think I just
0: be giving out $500 for this silly ass (laughs) game where I'd be coming up with random numbers I'd be saying negative points I'd be taking away negative seven do that sound like a real gaming yeah. game to you? but I yeah. love their enthusiasm I think because I'm petty I like seeing a face go for ah like they be getting so they be getting so excited thinking I'm gonna give them a real prize it's just I'm kind of a troll but go ahead
1: Lee my bad no no I appreciate you having me on I I'm sorry about I was late I was like there's a lot going on. I played I played four services today, so I'm like dead tired. But it, it was, this was definitely I totally worth forgot this today conversation. Was Sunday too. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, at it, all.
0: Listen, no, I no it.
1: but yeah. So I was like, I don't know about the energy for us, but you, you, yeah, talking to you gave me a lot of good energy. So just thank you for having me. I'm proud of you and what you've been doing. With your platform. Appreciate I'm proud you. that you know three or four years later we can still do this and still talk. Like mm-hmm. you know we haven't missed a beat and everything. And the continued success to you and your team and Everything that you're doing and i'm around so if you need me back for more discussions hit me up because i have a lot to say as you can see i have a lot to say
0: <laughs> listen man we're i'm gonna get you back man. some more some more episodes i'm gonna try to get the i'm gonna get a real budget to the listening audience you know i'll, I'll be playing people out like that i take care of all my guests that come on so you, know, you definitely when you get host you definitely get taken care of thank you so much i think the work mm-hmm. you're doing this new project that hopefully the listed in audience they're getting ready for. Uh, when you get ready to le- release it on Bandcamp, they fully, fully dive deep into it and get into your artistry and get what you're trying to convey. Cause I love it, can't wait to hear it. Definitely going to support and purchase it. And I tell all the get that come on that you know do this for a living that just did it. Cause the shit gon' it's gon'. It's going to come to you in so many different ways. You, don't, you probably ain't even going to realize how it's going to come. It, it, but I feel like the work you're doing is soul imprint work. That's why I tell all the artists that come on here. Because, you know, it's resonant in a different kind of way. And it don't have to be... It don't have to read a mass audience. At least as long as the right people see it. Like, you yeah. getting that placement on TV. The right people seeing it, that's going to s- snowball into more shit. And that's why I try to have artists on like you to where... I have other artists come on and we could connect and if I feel like you know their their stuff fits your stuff let's try to connect everybody and get them on one episode because that's where I'm at right now because I already did the shit for the numbers with the radio show and that chips. Mm-hmm. I mean I've, I've been in entertainment industry for 18 years it's like it ain't shit I haven't seen with it and it's like that same old oh let's promote the project and ask you all these goofy ass questions for 10 minutes like I, i'm done with that i don't i don't yeah i don't do I don't
1: that, do that. I don't. yeah you, you're you know? your only interview i've done podcast i've done honestly in the last five years i don't do yeah interview no let's talk and vibe yeah, that's yeah, it and we're so, not talking to vibing keep it yeah, you're not gonna get, get the real have, me
0: have, i want to have real connections to where we get real results because again there's a lot of shit wrong with the music industry, but I feel like we're in a better position now. Those of us with influence to where we can break down these doors and actual most of it, because I think we, we spent so much time as artists trying to individualize our careers and build ourselves up. But it's like while we're climbing, we can help other people up while we're climbing and connecting. That's what I'm trying to do, because it's like being, right. on, being behind the scenes, it's like I get how this shit works now. And it's like all the projects that I'm working on, I want to collaborate and get everybody on because if I win, everybody's gonna win. I don't wanna be the only one being successful. I want everybody to be successful. So I feel right. like you're those artists that, you know, likability, the art is there, the quality is there. And but yeah, where can, I, I just feel like everything's gonna work out for you. You still pushing, you. still doing your thing. And where, where can I find you on social media?
1: So, social media, you can find me uh, AMGN uh on Twitter and AMGN underscore M-E, Imagine underscore me on Instagram and um TikTok. And then um my music is going to be on my bandcamp for now. I, ha- I do have a Spotify, just AMGN. I'm up there. There's three songs mm-hmm. on there. And then uh, from there, em- uh, imagine.bandcamp.com is where the album will be. If you want to listen to it, just hit me hit me up. Like, I have no problems not sharing it. I just want to make sure that I get all the visuals done before I push it out. So, I think once I have the visuals for, sure. for something, that, they, that I'll feel a lot better. That way, I can kind of put a short film around it and market it that way. So, but yeah, thank you guys yeah, for that's you know, perfect. yeah, thank you guys, thank you, thank you for having me on your podcast again, everything, and I like, so just best of luck to you and yours, and much love.
0: Oh no. Y'all tune into the Soul Savings Podcast. Your host, Q Lynn, the absentee parent of podcasting, the weekend parent of podcast hosting. Like I said, we've got one more in the chamber I got for y'all. I'm getting ready to go on tour very, very soon. And so, uh, try to knock all these out for y'all. Uh, once I go on tour, uh, we're going to be on tour for almost a month. And I I don't plan on doing no episode. <laughs> I want to, like I said, unless it's a very special UK artist or somebody I want to talk to, uh, I'm strictly focusing on because it's a lot of responsibility. So yeah, your absentee parent a podcast in his back. But thank you for tuning in, and we we'll are back the next episode. Whether you need to be comforted, soothed, or relaxed, Soul Saviness got you, the ultimate getaway. You are listening to the sounds of Soul Saviness Podcast, where we are sure to put your mind body and soul at ease.